episode 63. I am Justin Peach. Hey, I'm Chris. Welcome <laughs> to the Bible Buffoons podcast. Trying something new. What happened? Yeah, it's all in my head. I like it. All right, we, we got it there. Episode sixty-three. We're gonna do like a little buffer intro. Love it. And then the musical play. Love it. And then we're here. And it's Halloween week. I don't know what it has to do with anything. I don't either. <laughs> it is Halloween week though. I think the high is like fifty that day. Oh, it's gonna be chilly. It's gonna be awesome. That's my preference. Yeah. I don't like. I don't like. I think we talk so much about weather on this podcast. That's okay. That's how I feel like I'm getting old. Oh, it's gonna be fifty that day. Well, as long as we don't start start talking about our ailments, that's how you really know you're old. When all you do is talk about. Well, oh, I, I tell went, you this. I went to the doctor well, on Tuesday. Tell you this. My left wrist <laughs> is still so sore. We're gonna need you uh, back at a hundred percent by Sunday. Well. F FYI guys, you slide in uh with a ball, you out. <laughs> and also And also you jack up your wrist. <laughs> Cause I haven't slid in probably twelve years. It looked good though. It felt good. It felt good. And I think I popped back up. It was all blur. Like I slid, popped back up, and then the guy looked at me and said, You're out. out. And I was like, ah, <laughs> dang it. I was like, what's going on? Rules is rules. Yeah. I guess they just want you cleating people. Probably, or uh, I think it's more for the slider. So, Tor- well, torn, torn ACLs, amen. Hammies. I think it's probably also for like people not knowing how to slide. Yeah, yeah. like I think it's just for safety all around. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think it's for like, and it may be also those umps. Those, I mean, hey, we hey. don't. We don't. We don't need to make it any harder for them. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> And I think slide may add the, a little level. The straightforward level stuff is, is difficult enough. To it, <laughs> Did you see it last week? Our guy, I don't know who it was. Was it Gaines on second? If somebody ran a second. They called him out. And the shortstop goes, I still have the ball. I didn't have the ball. No, no. He had it. He goes, I never threw it to second base. I've, <laughs> I've, I've had it right here the whole time. He was like, he's, I'm five feet away from him. Like, he's safe. He's like, oh, I thought you threw it. We're all like, what is going on? <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyways. But we did get our first win, which I feel like with all the all the defeat we've had, that it's important to acknowledge that we did win again. It was good, yeah. If you're wondering about the Axe to Grind, Bluff Park, Wiffle on the Bluff team, we're not in last place. We're not. The Carlton we, Banks experience is I, worse than us. And that's who we beat. Yeah. <laughs> that's who we beat this last week. We beat the worst team. But I'm ready to play the best team in a few weeks and beat them. That'd be great. I was talking to somebody at the, our kids' baseball games, and they were talking about she was in the women's league, and yeah. she goes, we were the worst team. And she goes, we lost a championship by one run. Huh. She was like, you just come alive. At the you right can just time. come alive. She's like, it doesn't matter. She's like, we were the worst team, yeah. and we lost the championship by one out, one run, or something like that. Wow. And I was like, okay, thank There's you. Hope, hope is like, alive. You're trying to help us out. Um, get that. Well, hey, we got a update. It's time for a Bible buffoon's global update. Hey, we got uh, one more country. Yes. Up to 26 countries we and, have. And it was not because I was traveling to this country. <laughs> no, 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 no. Colombia. Come on. A little South American action. I Got it. it. South America or Central America? Where's Colombia? 
Geography. Mm, I would say central. Okay. That's, I mean, that's great. I have no idea. I also could say I'm wrong. Yeah. Chris had a good point. I told him right before this that we had Columbia, and he goes, who in Columbia <laughs> looks at this podcast and goes, that's what I'm listening to today. I said, how does anybody do yeah, that? that's a really good, yeah. Right? Like, how does anybody yeah. go, oh, I'm going to listen to this today? Yeah. I mean, we appreciate it. Yeah, great. Thank you. Yeah, but I just, because I know I'm picky about right. picking my podcast. I think we need to change our art graphic up. Okay. It's been it's been over a year. Yes. I think we need to change it up. Just a little something Li- different. Just liven it up because I don't feel like I would look at that graphic and I would listen to it. Yeah. It, 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 well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what it needs. Yeah. But we'll work on it. Um, maybe maybe 2022 we'll come at you with some new graphics. That'd be great. And maybe merch. And yeah, well, we'll see. But we did eat a burger. We ate a burger. We said we got ten weeks, ten burgers. Yeah, we did it. We we are already planning. And we went t- with, tomorrow's burger. We went with the fan favorite. What with we what more, we received, yeah. way more. We took our wives. We had a yeah. little double date on a, a Friday lunch, lunch. Yeah, it was great. We went to this local restaurant called. Ashley Mack. Ashley Mack. So Mack or Max? I don't know. I mean, I think her name is Ashley Mack, but I think it belongs to her. To her, so, so it's, it's Ashley Max. <laughs> or it's like my mom. Well, I went to Aldi's. Yeah, you just add an S to everything. I went to Kroger's. Parisians. Well, how many did you Kastners. go to? I went to Casternauts. There's so many S's in there. Casternauts. <laughs> Casternauts. <laughs> All right. JC's Pennies. Peonies. Uh, That's what we call it. Peonies. I'm going to Peonies. Uh, all Pennies. And Hermitage had a bowling alley in the basement. No, it didn't. It did. It's still there. Why, though? It's awesome. Like, as a part of the JCPenney? No, it was separate. Okay, but it was, it was still in the basement of it. That's funny. Yeah. Um, we went, bowl. <laughs> we, went, we went and ate an Ashley Max burger. Fan favorite. We get more texts. Because it, it only happens Fridays and Saturdays. It's a special. And... It's Ashley Mac. She's married to a guy named Andy. Yeah. So it's called like the Andy Mac Burger. Right. Which your first time ever walking into Ashley Max did not belong. And who greeted you with the free biscuit? Ashley herself. Ashley herself, like passing out biscuits in line. <laughs> and we're like, this must be Ashley. She's like, yeah, I'm here. Here's biscuits. <laughs> Chicken biscuits. It's it was, like it was delicious. Free little samples. Yeah. It was um, damn. But you and I made up 50% of the male population at Ashley Mac. So right off the bat. Out, outside of the kitchen. I think everyone in the kitchen working was male. Yeah, that's right. Outside. Oh, I think there, yeah, I think there's four, yeah, I think there's four people, four, four dudes. I work in the shop all day on Friday. So I show up in big boots. I am surprised you had sleeves on. I threw on sleeves because I knew I was going in public, but <laughs> I, I stuck out. We'll just say that we stuck out, but I, I. But they still treated you with love and a free biscuit. They did. They, did. they don't care. They just want they your didn't money. Judge me. So we go there Friday. We get the burger. First bite. And now we're not going to discuss this burger for every for the next ten. We'll do a wrap up. Sure. But this was a fan favorite. Right. We had to address this. We have to address this because to us, I mean, the baconator is ten times better. Yeah. And and it's supposed to be in a different lower category. I didn't. I like. I will. I will not go out of my way to get that burger again. If if for some reason somebody calls a lunch meeting at Ashley Max and I'm there for a purpose, I would get poppy seed chicken. I would probably get something else. Yeah, I would get yeah. a salad. I get poppy seed chicken. Yeah. My my wife had like a turkey melt and it was delicious. It looked delicious. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. I, we're 
we're crapping on this burger. <laughs> One, which it, it tasted identical. Well, it tried to taste identical to a Big Mac. It was like it was like a uh, a copycat recipe almost. Now, what I didn't put two and two together, which my wife did that night, and I think you did too, is like it's Andy Mac, Big Mac. He was trying, he was trying to make. A Big it was a double yeah. patty, special sauce. Pickles, lettuce. Pickles. I don't know if there's lettuce on it. I don't yeah, remember. yeah. Uh, but you had a great comment. You're like, don't, don't go after the big dog. Don't go, don't go for the champ. Right. It's a Big Mac for a reason. It's the best <laughs> burger in the world for a reason. <laughs> don't try it, Andy. Do something else fancy. Do a fancy Andy and make Do it something different. And some pimento cheese, yeah. and some pepper jelly, or something. That'd be delicious. I'm about to. <laughs> We even talked about while we were in line going like, we should ask Ashley and be like, hey, we're doing a podcast <laughs> almost basically solely for your burger. Yeah. Hit us up. You want to sit and have an interview? I'm glad we didn't because we just crapped on it. Yeah. We would have to lie to their face yeah, and say, it, oh, this was incredible. Yeah. It was dry too. It was well, well done. overcooked. Yeah. Anyways, we're done with burger talk. Sorry. That was it. Sorry for all the people that hit us up that said, you got to try this. We did. We tried it. We did what you asked. And thank you. Parking down there is miserable. Yeah, not great. Um, we got to go to a burger tomorrow. Yes. Well, when you're listening to this, the day we're listening to this. So mm-hmm. on Thursday, we need to go somewhere. And I think we've already picked out where we're going. Hero? Oh, yeah, we yeah. are. Because it's close to the building. It's delicious. F- Fran owns it. Yep. But it's but but it's incredible. It's yeah, really good. I've only had it once and I was not disappointed. Yeah, they make donuts, people, and they and then on the side they're like, I will make a burger, and it's incredible. And the bread they make the bread in house. Yeah, all, all good. Yeah, Hero Donuts in Homewood. We're going to Homewood for a while. There you go. That's where Ashley Max was. Um, all right, get that. Well, hey, we have been. Um, we're starting a little series we did last Kicked week. It off last week. Sorry, and then we are. Continuing this, I guess we're going to be another two more weeks. I think you yeah. got about four or five. Yeah, I don't know, two, two or three. three. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Um, fully out there. I'm doing this for our fall retreat yeah. next weekend. And as I was going through this, I was like, man, this is some really good stuff that I think would be some good conversations. Yeah. I can't fully do that at our fall retreat. It's more of me speaking. You're right. And then we'll have a little bit of question time. But you got a bunch of sixth, seventh graders. Like, they're <laughs> not going to dive into being mindful. Right. Right. So, but like, we can have that conversation, which is why I wanted to do this. But you uh, know what I do think is cool? Like, just to throw this out there, like, I don't really know if I was exposed to that kind of thinking, you know, when I was a kid. And so I love that you're already bringing them to a place where you're talking about mindfulness yeah. and, and considering God throughout the day, you know, things like that. That's good. Well, uh, and really, I mean, this, so this might be, uh, I'm sure there's more faults than, than pluses. Um, but I, I was never in a youth group. Yeah. So I was like a college and then I was in a college ministry. So like, I don't know what you get a, to forge your own path. I don't know what a sixth grader is supposed to study, <laughs> but I assume it's the Bible. And so <laughs> like, if we can t- try to start morphing and, and forming, Basically, my entire goal for our student ministry is from when you're in there from sixth grade to 12th grade, I want to continue to lay the foundation brick by brick, layer by layer, that when you go to college and someone says, why are you a Christian? It's not, well, because my mom and daddy say I am. Yeah. It's like, ah, that doesn't work anymore when you're 19, 20 years old. You got to know what you believe. Giving them some tools to form their own faith. Yeah. And it's like, look, let's, if, if you don't know what to do, read some of this. Yeah. 
here's some of this. Here's some other world religions. We had to go over other religions and be like, here's yeah. why we believe this is it and stuff. So, um, anyways, that's what I do. And then this book, Love Like That, Loving Like Jesus, yes. um, will love people. So last week we talked about being mindful, right? Like opening your eyes, Zacchaeus, Jesus just kind of opening what he sees, um, not being so uh, agenda driven. Right. We are so calendar agenda focused, like locked in. Hey, be mindful of the surroundings that God has given you and who might need you or this or that. Right. right. Um, and if you do that, then you're going to learn to love more like Jesus loves. Mm-hmm. Um, this next one is almost the opposite of it. Mm. No, I don't know opposite of it. Like mindful is to me was more of you, you going out mm-hmm. like you, look to see where you can interject and partner with God in that day. This is um, really being approachable. How, how are you where other people can see you and go, Oh, I want to be drawn to that. Right. Right? Yeah. To me, it's uh, it's, it's going further down that road. So like if I'm going to be mindful and have my eyes open, then I'm going to be exposed to new people, exposed to new kinds of situations. And if I'm going to handle that right, yeah, I got to be approachable, right? At least yeah, that's my yeah. thought process. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And this really ties in. And in this book, Love Like That by Les Parrott, uh, Dr. Les Parrott. And Dr. Les um, they kind of go off and he has a lot of good stuff in here. And I'm not even scratching the service to chapter two. Um, so if you want to go and read that book. Um, Blah, 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 blah. What was I going to say? Oh, so he talks, I, I had just had a blank. Um, he talks about the whole deal about just connecting with one another. Yeah. And I think you would really enjoy this first chapter, actually reading the first few pages. Um, he talks about us having to connect with one another. And that is that approachable deal um, in there. So he talked about this Purdue study. Back in the day, we talked about a Harvard study last week. We're coming at you with the sciences. With the Purdue study. It's called Cyberball. So basically, it is this video game where they had multiple people play, uh-huh. but really only one person was the, the case study. Right. Everybody else was in Is on in it. Is in on it, yeah. And so they would play. It's basically like playing catch right. back and forth. And, and so then they bring in a third person and then they leave that person out yeah. and they play catch just to this little game. And they kind of went through it just saying like, um, uh, did the people feel left out if the ball wasn't thrown to them? Right. If the other two people just said, we're going by ourselves. And they said it was like 90 something percent of the people like felt pain, right? Heartache, whatever it may be pain going, Oh, I'm not a part of this. Right. Can you remember a time that maybe you were left out of something and you felt poopy and you felt bad and you were kind of maybe pissed or ticked off and being like, how come I'm not a, a part of this? This might be, this is a, a, a story that is deeply burned into my brain oh, no. and my heart. And I don't know if this is exactly what you're talking about, but I don't know how this got started, but in our neighborhood growing up, there was a group of kids that we were all buddies and would play together. You know, we grew it was up a in, gang. We grew up in the eighties and nineties, so you just went outside and played. So we had all these friends and somebody decided to do a play. And somebody, as young lads do. Yeah. In the street. And and there was a script and there was all this stuff and I was in the play. 
but for some reason nobody connected the dots probably because I was a child that I had a baseball game the night that this play was supposed to be put on for the neighbors for some reason in my little brain I did not connect that that excluded me from this process or being a part of this thing yeah and it's the night of the play I show up in my baseball uniform and just walk into the middle of this play that's already going on and people are like what are you doing (laughs) and I was so embarrassed and like just kind of had to like moonwalk out of there (laughs) but you know just just like not wanted not needed weird that you're here kind of thing so yeah that, that that came to mind and that the embarrassment that I felt still sticks with me like i'm feeling uh, embarrassed right, right now, now thinking <laughs> you're about just it. sweating right now yeah. I, it's just something and everyone has those kind of stories of hey there was a birthday party or friends went to a game or something happened and you just hey we can only invite three yeah. and you were the fourth yeah. and, you just, and then i think it's harder now yeah because social media absolutely if my friends went and did something and I didn't see him for four or five days. I would never know, didn't know. that thing ever existed. Yeah. Because after four or five days, there's something new to talk about. Right. But here, it's you can look online and go, oh, oh they went to that concert. Everybody I know was at this one place. Was at this one. Me. I didn't know this was. Oh, that would have been fun to go to. But <laughs> we have this feeling where we get hurt. What what um, scientists have said is that the two regions of our brain that become active when we are suffering physical pain. Um, also become active when we're excluded from a simple game or we're excluded. So it's part of our brain like that kind of gets activated. It gets activated when we get physical pain, but also when we get left out. So so the punch in the gut is real. Is is real both literally and figuratively. And like last week we talked about like a heartache where yeah. we have the messages sending back yeah. and forth. It's really kind of the same thing. Um, and we are born with this just inner being of that we wanted to be included yeah. and we want to just connect with one another. Absolutely. And I think the Bible is all, what you love to say, it's all about connecting. Yeah, that's right. It's all about pulling people together. Um, and so what, and what um, Dr. Les Parrott, I'm going to say it all. Um, <laughs> you know, what he talks about is, okay, if we want to love like Jesus loves, yeah. then we need to be, um, including everybody we can and be approachable to everyone we can, right? So that they get to know the love of God, and they and don't, so that they don't feel that pain, and they don't feel that pain of us and our decision making. Yeah, that's good. Well, and that's one good thing that I love about our religion. What I love about Christianity is it doesn't matter who you are, where were you born, what language you speak, how you dress, what your hobbies, how much you make. It doesn't what matter. You've done good. What you've done bad. Oh yeah, like well, are you yeah, are you a turd or not? Like <laughs> no, we all are, right? Like it is a free gift for every single person. Yep. So just in the nature of Christianity, it is it is very approachable. Yeah. You know anybody, and they could be like, well, I didn't grow up that way. My parents weren't okay. Yeah. That doesn't matter. Well, if you only know what I have done the past five years of my life, okay. Yeah. Jesus does, and He still loves you. He right. still died for you. Um, so it's an awesome kind of approachable religion, um, that's not dictated on geographical or, you know, you know, like family history, right? Just kind of being open to it. All right. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to turn to Luke. I'm not going to read all of Luke seven. There's a lot, but there's a story here that in the book, they kind of talk about of just this idea, just to wrap our brain about how did Jesus do this? 
right? How did Jesus um, be really approachable? So Jesus meets with this Pharisee named Simon. Simon meets with him. We're in seven, uh, starting at like 36. Luke seven thirty six, And it goes through, I think, 50. We're not going to read all of it here, but to set the stage, Jesus is there, has his Pharisee, um, Simon, who says, I want you to come to my house and eat. So Jesus does. So he goes to this guy's house and the Simon does not treat him well, mm. does not do the normal things, does not wash his feet, does not give him oil for his head, does not uh, have all these things that you would do to any single guest. He kind of lays him to the side. He's like, ah, okay, Jesus, you're here. <laughs> um, and then verse 37, it says, and behold, a woman of the city, woman of the city, you guys know what that is. Um, when a city who was a sinner, when she learned that he was reclining at the table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of ointment and standing behind, standing behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet and with her tears uh, and wiped them with her hair of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. So she hears Jesus is here. This is a lady who is a sinful person who everybody knows she's a sinful person, a lady of the night, mistress, whatever you want to call her. Yeah. People know her. She got a history. She has a history and everyone knows it. She knows, but she knows Jesus is here at this house. So she just walks right in. Yeah. Right. She just walks right in. Now, back in the day, they didn't sit at tables like we do. They reclined. So it says that she was standing behind him at his feet. He would almost be like reclining on his elbow on the ground with his feet behind, with him. his feet yeah. behind him. Right. Or, or, or just kind of sitting that way. So she takes this uh, jar of perfume. Yeah. Uh, which would have cost a lot of money back then. Yes. But people would have also known how she got that money to pay for it. Right. But she uses that and then she washes Jesus feet with it mm. with her. It says with her tears, right. She pours out uh, um, and she washes and she wipes. And then back in the day, women did not let their hair down. Right. It was cultural. If you're in public, your hair is always up. Um, but she let her hair down yeah. for the sole reason of, wiping and drying Jesus feet. Mm. And the Pharisees are like, what the what? Yeah. What is this lady doing? Yeah. And Jesus, why are you letting this? Right. Mm. Um, verse 39. Now when the Pharisees who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would have known who and what sort of woman this is. Um, and who is touching him for she is a sinner. And, and Jesus answering said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. And he answered, say it, teacher. Now, this is funny. Simon said it to himself. Yeah. If he only knew. And Jesus is like, well, I'm, I'm, I know what you're saying. I'm kind of a big deal. I'm with God. I can. Re I know what you're saying, man. And then he's like, I have something to say to you. Well, say it, teacher. Verse 41. A certain money lender had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii and the other 50 when they could not pay, he canceled the debt of both. Now, which of them would love him more? Simon answered, the one, I suppose, from whom he canceled the larger debt. And he said to him, you have judged rightly. Then turning toward the woman, he said to Simon Peter. I love that. So turning toward the woman, he was still looking at the woman, but he was still talking to Simon. He said, do you see this woman? 
Do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but from the time I came in, she has not ceased from kissing my feet. Um, you, you did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore, I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much, but he who is forgiven little loves little. And said to her, your sins are forgiven. Then those who were at the table with him began to say among themselves, who is this who even um, forgives sins? And he said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Mm. So I, I, so again, this is a bigger story of Simon Peter and, and just, hey, we're going to treat everyone the same. But can you imagine just the poise and just the... Um, I don't know, like the it factor that Jesus had where this woman bust up in someone else's house mm. and says, I'm going to, I'm going to wash his feet with my tears and weep and kiss him in the ointment and my hair because I just have to be near him. Yeah. Um, how, how, how opening of a person do you think Jesus was for that? Yeah. You know, to happen. This is one of those stories, you know, we've talked about this before it, in particular, like the story of Jesus washing the, the disciples feet uh-huh. it's similar in, in that we have heard this story so many times that I think we're a little bit numb to it but just see if you can put yourself in this room this is this is like a shocking development for so many reasons I mean one this woman would not have been welcome in Simon's house no. So not only was she not invited, you know, going back to the yeah. being open and welcoming, like not only is she not open, like, hey, you come to this. She probably had to fight her way into the house to get there because people don't want her there. So that that's right off the bat. But two, Jesus is a rabbi. He's a teacher. You don't, women didn't just go around no. putting hands on teachers. That was the yeah, yeah. I mean, it was known for them to kind of stay away. Physically distance. Physically distance from, from not just women, yeah, almost it, everybody. Right. And Jesus not only sees and loves, but he's encouraging a, a break from social, cultural, religious norms because he sees the heart behind what's going on here and it's interesting to see the difference between how jesus is viewing what's happening and simon's inability to disconnect himself from those social cultural and religious norms to see the beautiful thing that's taking place in front of him like there's so much going on with this story that like we gotta pause for a second and just let this wash over us like this is a crazy story like it's hard for us out of cultural context. Like, yeah, I mean, but even still, if somebody came in here right now and started doing something like that, it would be a very shocking thing. And I think it was very shocking for them too. But it it speaks to who Jesus was and how he carried himself in a way that she knew it was going to be worth it to go through all that she went through to get to him. And and knew that she wasn't going to get the backlash as if she did this to a Pharisee, I would believe. If she just went to Simon's feet, Simon would have been like, what are you doing, lady? Don't touch me. Like, he would have rebuked her, would have kicked her out, would have been mean to her. But knowing that, like, no, no, no. This could happen, but I know it's not because of just the demeanor of Jesus. Right. And knowing who he is and knowing that she's like, 
I feel like I can be approachable or that I can approach him in right. this in this manner and he's going to receive me with open arms. Right. And that's really the kind of deal and this is hard to talk about is uh, do you feel like you are approachable? Right? Like do you and I'm asking yeah. you Chris and I'm asking you listeners like do you think you're an opening and approachable person or do you think that you just like people you're, or you even think about yourself, like, nah, I kind of put off this negative deal. That's just who I am. I, yeah. I like to be myself. I like to think. I, you know, my resting face is not always the best, and I don't <laughs> think people want to, you know, come and talk to me. And it's like, yeah. that, well, that's just who I am. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's an excuse. I think we're called to be approachable mm. um, in how we talk and stuff. And so I'm just wondering if most people think that they are approachable. I, I think this is a particular – I love that, that – we've got a, a podcast on, on this particular topic because I think this is a blind spot. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. For just about everybody. Yeah. I think, I think you gotta be a real particular kind of person to admit that you're not approachable, but I think me included, you included uh-huh. everybody. We think we're approachable and in a lot of ways we are approachable, but on our own terms. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, we kind of pick and choose uh, who we're willing to, open up to who or when yeah, yeah exactly who or when we're gonna let that i remember being in college and i again i i like to think that i'm an approachable person um and i think that i am <laughs> but i think there's times where i'm not right? right and and those are blind spots for me like there's the blind spots where you know you know, my wife's like hey you got to cheer up a little bit more. And I'm like, I didn't know I was, I thought I was just normal, but it's yeah. like, no, you, you need to lively up a little bit. And, and this way it's like, okay, okay. But I remember being in college. I remember being at the student center at MTSU and finding out that somebody didn't like me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, How me? How somebody not like me? Me? I'm like, wonderful. Like I'd, like, I'd never treated them in a bad way. Right. Or not a thought, but they were just like, you just put off this, like, eh, I don't know if we'd be friends. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. That was really kind of the, the first time of just like, Somebody just didn't like me, and I felt like I wasn't approachable to them. Yeah, and it had me take a step back. Not that I have to be loved by everybody and everyone's best friend, but I do like a lot of people. I do yeah. like everyone, and just want to hang out. So, yeah. um, th- ever ever since then, that got me start thinking about like, what am I putting off to the people? Yep. I know what my brain is thinking, and I know what I want to. But what you want to put off and what you do put off is two totally different things. Yep. And you also learn that when you get married, right? Like that's just like that, you know, communication barrier of like, why are you mad? And I'm like, I'm not mad. It's like, yeah, you are. And you're like, I, I don't know how many times I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing to make you think I'm mad. I'm yeah. really just sitting on the couch. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And here's, this is, this is where it links back to last week for me. And it's like, if you want to be approachable, then you have to be mindful. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, means absolutely. you have to be intentional with mm-hmm. with your attitude and your mindset all the time. Or otherwise, you could put off a totally unapproachable vibe to somebody that you really needed to be there for in a way that you didn't even know you, you did. Don't it. Even, you yeah. don't know. You're not aware because you didn't approach your life in a mindful way to say, All right, today's an opportunity. Who who out there am I gonna run across that needs a little bit of love today, needs a little bit of hope? And that that mindset is the seed from which this approachability grows from, right? At least that's what I would say. Yeah, I think absolutely. Um, so I want to talk just a little bit. So we've been just kind of this big deal about, hey, be mindful, 
<clears throat> be be more approachable, uh, um, work on it. But what are some action steps for us to actually legit work on? Okay, here's some things. Now, right. guys, this is not revolutionary stuff. Yeah. Uh, this is not. We ain't make none of this up. <laughs> no, and we're also, this isn't like, well, from a Purdue and Harvard study. It's like, no, nah, this is really just from the life of Jesus. Yeah. Um, just, if you want to know, read the Gospels and see how Jesus was approachable. So many times of even Zacchaeus or even how many sinners or people that were breaking down roofs to mm. lower yeah. paralyzed people and people with leprosy, people that are blind, people that are sinners that are just like, I got to go to Jesus. Right. Um, and him being like, okay, um, uh, we're not going to look at it in this, but Jesus tells the parable, go read, uh, the prodigal son, uh, the lost son and my favorite story in the Bible, Luke 15. Yes. Um, that's your favorite story. Favorite story. Favorite. I guess favorite, like Jesus parable story, but I mean, it is known as like yeah. the best story. I mean, it's like out there as like, that's the greatest parable. The greatest lesson story for me, it gives told. it gives one of the deepest and most meaningful to me insights into what the kingdom of God is actually like. Okay, we like to think we know, but that story will upset your understanding. In that, it's never too late. Well, yeah, you you can't go too far, and that this image of God as a father, and you've got some of that in the notes here. Yeah, who, who who isn't just waiting on you to come back. Who's but rushing will to you. Run to you. If you can hold on to that image of God as father in that way, that will change your life. Well, and then there's the, like that cultural deal. I, I didn't know if you knew that about the was uh, Kazaza, yeah. right? Where yeah. it's this cultural deal where like, if you lost your inheritance of money to Gentiles, when you came back into the city, the community would basically like bust a big pot right in front of you and say, <laughs> you are, um, broken and removed from our society and they kick you out. Right. And this idea of the dad knowing, uh Oh, this is going to happen to him. I have to run to beat the crowd because yep. that's not going to happen to my boy. Yep. That's right. And him running. And then the whole deal about him running where men didn't run uh-huh. cause you had to hike up your, um, you can't run in a big old, long, you can't run a robe. Yeah. Right. And so the hike it up and to show your legs. And even that was a big deal. There's yeah. a lot in the Bible of like hair down mm-hmm. running, showing your legs where it's like, who really cares about that? But yeah. when you see that, like even the dad's like, I will go against social norms to save I'll you. I'll do anything. I love you that yeah. much. Yeah. I'll do anything. Yeah. 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 Um, I'll like, shame myself. That, yes. That's yes. what's happening. Yeah. Here. He's like, I will shame myself. So you are not shamed at all. Boom. Right. If you can wrap your mind around that yeah. God is that way, <laughs> is that approachable? Yes. And, and, and approachable enough where He's going to run to you as well. Yes. Um, so we try to think about being open like that, and that's just kind of the way. And for the son to know, I want to go back. Yes. Right. Like, and in and in his mind, it's like, well, at least I'll be one of the workers, mm-hmm. and at least I'll have somewhere to sleep and eat. But he still thought I could still go back to dad. Yeah. Um. Do do people see you that way mm. and people that you know, now it's different if you meet someone at Walmart or wherever, where it's like, Hey, are you approachable? You're not walking around. Hey, everybody like doing that. <laughs> Maybe you should be, but just, if, just people in your life, are you having those conversations and are you praying for them? And are you open to them where they feel comfortable going to you in, in, in like a time of need? Right. And I'm not saying if, if people don't go to you and you feel left out because they went to somebody <laughs> else, don't do that. Yeah. But we're just called to be approachable. So 
I wasn't going to talk about Luke 15, but we just did. Um, but Sorry. here's no, no, no. I get excited. No, it's that. really good. Um, here's just like two or three little things for you to work on this week uh, or your entire life. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be more approachable. Uh-huh. And again, uh, a lot of this is mindset. Right. This starts with your mind. I think one is you can't judge others uh, to see if they deserve your love or not. Now, this is a whole big thing. We can go into pride. We can go into Mm. uh, all of this stuff. But what I see in the story of Jesus getting his feet washed is he did not uh, um, size up and judge that girl to say, well, are you worthy enough Mm. to wash my feet and to be in the room next to me? Um, and how often do we judge people before we are opening up to them? All right, let's let's just make an important point here. If anybody <laughs> had both the ability and the standing to judge that woman, it was Jesus. It wasn't Simon. Simon's a sinner just like she is. Or the other Pharisees, yeah. He can't see that. Jesus was the only one who was pure. Yeah. And he's the only one who doesn't put up that roadblock and yeah. say, mm, you're going to have to get it right before I can let you come and worship. Mm-hmm. Whoa. But yeah. Yeah. Right. We do that. We have blinders on where we can't see our own sin and we want to place judgments on other people. Jesus is the only one who does that. <laughs> and he modeled for us not doing that. He's the only one. You're right. That, that, that could have done it and have been like, well, you are, I'm God. Yeah. You're I'm not, <laughs> you get, you get your stuff together before you come to me. He, he could have done that. He could have modeled that behavior. He didn't do it. He's like, I, I'm, I'm here to die because of what you're yeah, doing. Yeah. And I'm still here. Yeah. And I'm still. And I love you and you're forgiven. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so I think this is big, right? Like, And our an initial reaction always is, I don't say for everybody, but for a lot of, it's just judging other people. That may not be like, I'm judging your sins, but maybe just your actions, who you are, what you like, what you're into, personalities. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, I don't want to deal with that. Mm-hmm that's too different for me or that's too much like me. I don't want to deal with that either. Right. Of uh, just kind of having that. Yeah. The, 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 the bad part about that is what we use to make judgments are really poor categories, right? Criteria we, of anything. We judge yeah. what we can see, what we know about you. Blah, blah. We can't mm-hmm. see people's hearts. Mm-hmm. Jesus actually could. <laughs> right. Which is why he said your sins are forgiven because right. your faith in the Pharisees are like, what are you talking about? So until we get uh, the supernatural ability to know what's going on in people's hearts, which isn't uh, going to happen, not gonna happen y'all. we don't get to make those snap judgments like that. Yeah. I, I, and I think this goes two ways. I think this goes, and we could take this uh, just for us, but it's different for us working for a church. Right. How approachable are we mm-hmm. at this building? Yeah. Right. And for you at this church, so you and yourself, how, how approachable are you? Don't be judgmental, but how are we handling this as a church when mm. somebody new walks through these doors and they sit in sister so-and-so's seat and we're like, <laughs> oh no, yeah. it's about to go down. Yeah. But do we look at them and judge them and, well, are they going to be, are they going to help us? Are they going to do this? Or are they going to be here for two weeks and leave? But it's like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, um, and you just, you just opened up a whole different thing. Like a lot of what we've been talking about so far is on an individual basis. Mm -hmm. How am I as a follower of Jesus living my life in a mindful way? How am I as a follower of Jesus being approachable or not? You can do this in a second round, but like, yeah, how are we as a church? Yeah. How are we 
making policy decisions or strategy or vision or whatever to say we More as a people yeah. are going to be this. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a round two yeah. of like looking at a church <laughs> of this. That's exactly right. That's, that's, that's really big. So don't judge others to see if they're deserving of your love because you know what? You're not deserving of God's love, Yeah. but because he loves you and we love because he first loved us. Mm-hmm. We're approachable because he's approachable to us. Um, and I th- think really to help you to kind of the mindful to kind of help open your eyes is, um, when you have the mindset of like serving other people, yeah, it's hard not to do that. That's a healthy place to, that is a humble place yeah. that, that kind of gets the pride of the side of like, well, I'm, I'm too busy and good at helping doing blank. It's like, ah, uh, I want to do blank because I want to love and serve. Yeah. But once you start getting in that service mindset, um, I think it will help you to love like Jesus loved. Yeah. It's a po- it's the posture. It's the posture that Jesus had. Jesus, yeah. oh, Jesus yeah. walked around serving and uh his attitude grew out of that in a way that I think is really good. Yeah, absolutely. Um So let's see here. Yeah, yeah. So um I was just go back. The three more we have cuz I was like, did I just because I did write some of this at the end of my stuff for our teens. I was like, did I just take another one of the deals? So we did mindful, approachable this week, graceful, which is less judgmental, which is in this as well. They're all building. Which up, I think yeah. they're all building. Um, it's being bold, which is less fearful. And then self-giving, which is less self-absorbent. Right. Again, all of these, which is all these are modeled from what we see from Jesus. Right. Um, but if we start working on this one. This one ties into a lot of other ones too. Yep. So it'll kind of help you um, kind of be open. And then in the book, he said this He said this three-step deal here at the end. Bless, do good, pray. And I really liked it. He didn't speak a lot about it, but he goes, I've tried to live my life by these three things. Yeah. He says, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who mistreat you. Wow. And he says, if I can do those three, then, then I'm going to start living more like Jesus. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's a good little three, three-step reminder, right? Bless, do good, pray. And, and really, you should do that for everybody, yeah. right? The people that hate you, the people that's your enemies, or, the, or your spouse, or your kids. I, I really like how simple that is. And that, for me, is a picture of what it means to be a new creation in mm-hmm. Christ. So... If, if what Jesus was doing was creating a new humanity and this new humanity is, is defined by blessing people who curse you, doing good to those who may or may not be doing good yeah, to just, you and praying for people who are actively kind of working against yeah. you. Old humanity was curse those who curse you. Do bad to those who do bad for you. Wish evil upon those yeah. who, who wish evil on you. And Jesus is saying, mm. we're doing a new thing. Mm-hmm. We're making a new type of humanity, and I love that the just those three three simple things to kind of guide three you. church words, churchy things. But it's like, man, that just kind of, I mean, it's just a a whole new way of living. Yeah, that Jesus calls us to yep. love and to live like He would, um, which is different from that. Well, cool, man. We did approachable, guys. Go out there. Hopefully, this podcast was approachable. Hmm. <laughs> Get. Apparently to those in Colombia. To Colombia. Um, <laughs> if you feel like this should be, I was going to say, if you feel like someone needs to hear this, send it to them, but don't do that. That's, <laughs> hey, I don't think you're approachable, and I think you should listen to this. Um, uh, don't do that. But if you do think someone needs to listen to this, or you just like it, and 
send, share, review, rate, subscribe, mm-hmm. email, text, yes. carrier pigeon, whatever you got to do, get us a message. <laughs> um, we got a few more burgers to hit. Yes. We got about nine more burgers after when you listen to this, it'll be eight more burgers. Yes. Um, I'm trying to knock those out. Well, cool. Uh, hope you guys have a great day. Be open. Uh, bless, do good, pray. There you go. See you guys. Bye, friends.